You're listening to the Motor City Duke Joint on New Radio Media. I am your host, Ben Rose. And something something happened today. Something big happened today, and I'd like to talk about it for a little bit. And I I hope I hope everybody pays has been paying attention to this because this is something big. This is not something that you should sit there and take laying down. Currently, I think that the one of the most hated people on in America right now, aside from you know the Cheeto, is a guy named Ajit Pai. He is head of the FCC, that's the Federal Communications Commission, and this prick. <laughs> All right, so uh, the FCC is ending its net neutrality rules. Ending the rules means internet providers have the opportunity to speed up, slow down, or block traffic from certain websites and apps. Supporters of net neutrality claim that repealing the rules will give companies like AT&T, Verizon, and Comcast too much control over web traffic. The FCC chairman, Azit Pai, says the repeal is meant to get the government to, in quotes, stop micromanaging the internet. Net neutrality rules are being overturned by the FCC. Yeah, I guess uh, it was the two to three party line vote. But, you know, there's a lot of people speaking out, such as Reddit CEO Steve Huffman. He's saying the FCC's vote to end uh, net neutrality is bad for entrepreneurs. Here is Steve right now. The largest ISPs in the country are also some of the largest media companies. And when most Americans don't have choices between what ISP to use, maybe one or two options, uh, it creates a situation where um, a small company is basically competing against both a large media company and an ISP who controls the pipes. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so the, uh, the regulations that, are current, that were currently uh, enacted uh, came from when President Obama was in office and it was for basically the, your the internet service providers were supposed to treat all, all traffic equally. You're not supposed to throttle things like Comcast can say, well, I don't want you watching Netflix. I want you to watch our on demand. They can't just slow the ne- uh, Netflix down and speed it up for on demand or whatever their uh, Xfinity app is. And taking, taking this away. Take, you know, taking these rules away is just, it's opening up a door for just jackassery, for just, just bullshit. To take, to take the free, it is taking the freedom away from people. You can't, it's like charging people twice for something. You can't you just you can't do that. You can't you can't just say, oh, well, we want you to use our app, so we're not going to allow you to use that. Like AT and T did back in two thousand nine, when they wouldn't allow um, their, you know, uh, their customers to use Skype on their phones. They wanted them to use whatever service. I think that was back when you could only get an iPhone. It had to be the iPhones were on AT and T only. I believe that was was that. I believe I believe that was the case. And I think that they were tr- really trying to push whatever is it FaceTime? Any Apple users? 
Is that is that what uh, Apple has FaceTime? Okay, FaceTime. All right. So by by pushing their own thing, even though that is Apple's and not AT and T's, but because the 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 iPhone was exclusive to AT and T at the time, you know, we're like we don't you know don't want you using this other service. Now. Again, another. This is Steve Hoffman again saying that uh, Net Neutrality is supposed to protect equal access to the internet services. Right. When AT and T blocks Skype to force people to use their own phone service, that would be a violation of this concept, and that is what these regulations are, in theory, supposed to prevent. Exactly. And this is it's very important, you know. Access to the internet, the, the internet is so integral to our lives today. You know, you can't even really do anything without some form of the internet being involved. As uh, as a promoter, as a as a concert promoter and a booking agent, years of doing this, it the days of hand billing, which is passing out flyers by hand and putting up posters. While I still did that, I'm a big advocate of doing that. And I think all bands should still do that and not just rely on social media, but it became an issue where to do my job, I had to have social media. I had to be on all the different uh, sites at the time when I started, there was MySpace. And then, uh, you know, obviously Facebook. And then I would try anything that anything new I, I would I would jump on for my business because the more people you reach, the better. Some of them didn't last. Like, I don't know if you remember Google Plus, which I think is still there. Just nobody uses it. And then there's Ello, that's E-L-L-O, which offered which I thought was a great concept. I just, I don't think it was properly executed, but it still exists and people do still use it for some reason. I still have it bookmarked and I occasionally check it out and it's, you know, whatever. Also, MySpace still is going. <sighs> Give it up, dude. Um, but it's so important. But, you know, also there are companies that, you know, like, like Facebook has changed things to, to where people that do that job, that position as a promoter and, and also for bands, it make it difficult for, for us to do it without paying as far as I can only invite so many people to an event without getting put into Facebook jail, which meaning that they'll, you know, I'll be in timeout. I can't access my account for whatever, or I can't like anything or post anything unless I've paid which is bullshit. Now that that now that's with net neutrality. Take net neutrality away. Now it's worse. Now it's feasible that they can that I, that that my internet service provider could charge me extra to even get to social media, to get to Netflix, to get to Amazon Prime, to get to Hulu. It's, that's not right. That's not democracy. Not at all. You're Stephen Huffman again.
allowing anybody in the internet around the globe to have a voice uh, fairly is what makes the internet so incredibly powerful. Yeah. Sure. Some of those people, their voices are just just nutty, batshit crazy. In fact, RD, who's uh, you know, he's been on the show many times. He's the VP of operations here at New Radio Media. Uh, we're sitting here talking about the guy Alex Jones from Infowars and how he looks like Bill Hicks, but. The guy is insane. He shouts and screams and is swears that the CIA is going to come kill him. And I, I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. But yes, everybody has a voice. Everybody deserves a voice. We also don't, you know, everybody has a right to a voice. We also have the right to not listen to them by choice. That means you just turn it off or just don't listen to it. Uh, that's actually part of our First Amendment. I do feel that maybe maybe uh, re- uh, repealing that neutrality might encroach upon that. Our freedom to choose or say what we want to say. You know, I, I don't agree with a lot of things that people say. I, you know, I think there's a lot of bullshit out there. A lot of like people being angry and hateful and stuff like that. You, you just shouldn't do that. Do they have the right to say those things? Well, unfortunately, they do. Should we take that away from them? We can't. Because they have the right to say things. Uh, but if we stopped listening to them and stopped uh, giving them any attention, they'd probably just give up, hopefully. At least I'd like to think so. But anyway, it's getting off topic here. But back to net neutrality. I think that... There's a, this is just, um, I don't know. We'll see. This is going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. This has been, this has been one fucked up year. We have, yeah, like, I don't even, I don't, as far as like, (laughs) when it comes to voting, like, look at who we have in office. I'm not even surprised that this happened. Fuck. All right, here's something. Here's something else. This is also depressing. I'm getting all the depressing shit out of the way right now. So the rest of the show is nice and positive. I just want you guys to know that. I'm getting it out of the way, and that way the rest of the show could be awesome. All right. I think everybody else in the studio might be a little too young to know who the Smithereens are. But Smithereens frontman Pat Denizio is no longer with us. That's right. He passed away. The band announced the news on social media yesterday, writing, Please keep Pat in your thoughts and prayers. No cause of death has been given, but Denizio has had been having health problems and suffered several falls over the last few years, one of which caused serious nerve damage. And he was 62 when he passed away. I am going to go to some music, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some upcoming events and uh, an interesting, interesting stabbing. And I, I'm not, and I know I was trying to say I was getting the the, the, the depressing stuff out of the way, but um, it's the reason behind the stabbing. I think 
I think it's uh, it's worth pointing out that it's not. <laughs> I don't know. It's I. You'll just have to wait and see. But for right now, right now we're gonna listen to the Smithereens with Blood and Roses right here on the on the Motorcycle Joint on New Radio Media.
Listening to the Motor City Jew Joint on New Radio Media. I am I'm Ben Rose, and you should know that. And if you don't, now you know. <laughs> so that was a great set. That uh, started off with Smithereens, Blood and Roses, followed by Depeche Mode, Personal Jesus. After that, Audrey Byrne, who will be playing at I believe it's called Hot Rock now. It used to be called the Ritz over on Hoover in Warren. Uh, this is this will be Saturday night, so go check out Audrey Byrne if you're into the new wave uh, post punk sound. Maybe if you're into a little bit of goth like Susie and the ba- Susie and the Banshees, that's go check them out. They've been on the show before. I think it was a couple months ago. Great, great band. And I ended that with Echo and the Bunnymen's "Lips Like Sugar." Yeah, you know who you are. So, before I get to some upcoming events, I kind of wanted to talk about something (laughs) just fucking bizarre. Now, I'm going to ask everybody in here. I'd like I'd like to have some sort of uh, an idea of where you guys all are situated. Would how? If a celebrity asked you to do something, what's the most you would do? Like, how far would you go? I mean, I guess that depends on what it would be in terms of what you're... Okay, how about Taylor Swift? What would... Because that's... Well, if Taylor Swift asked you to do anything, no matter how crazy it is. I mean, I guess that depends. Okay. It's a very wide question. It is a wide question. She asked me to, I mean. Would you stab somebody for Taylor Swift? No. I would not stab anybody for her. Good. All right. I know, Drew, you wouldn't do. No? No, Tony? Okay. So here's the thing. This guy in Oregon claims that Taylor Swift told him to stab someone with a knife. Portland police say that Brent Thixton jabbed another man with with scissors last Sunday and then told officials that he was married to, the, to uh, Taylor Swift. This 43-year-old man claims that Taylor Swift told him to kill someone and he was following her directions. 
There is no relationship between this singer and Thixton, but officers say he told them he couldn't answer any more questions because it was top secret. When asked where his wife was, Thixton allegedly told officers, we are one. The victim suffered. He cut to the back, but was not badly hurt. Now, here's the thing. This is how you should pretty much know that this guy, Brent Thixton, is not married to Taylor Swift because she has yet to write a song about him. And then if she had wrote a song about him, it would have been after they had broken up. Because Taylor Swift's career is based on what is essentially Facebook oversharing. This is true. This is true. I agree. Yeah. So when I ask if you what what would you do for a celebrity, this guy would was going to stab someone to death with scissors. That was his intent. Because he thinks Taylor Swift told him. Yeah, that guy sounds psychotic to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's... I mean, if a celebrity asked me to help them do something for a good cause, I feel like that would be more acceptable than trying to kill another human being. Right. So if a celebrity asks you to like, help, 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 you move, you know, help you move them a table or, 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 move it, or, uh, or dog sit. Yeah, that's feasible. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I might do that. I might. But <laughs> Oh man. That right there should have been what the police said. Which song are you in? <laughs> yeah, and when he couldn't answer, they'd have been like, Yeah, dude, you're full of shit. Get in the get in the fucking back of the van. Uh <laughs> Oh man. Oh, T-Swift. Definitely some interesting people out there. Oh, yes. Very much so. So, upcoming events. This uh, this is tomorrow at the Loving Touch. And let me tell you, this is courtesy of Black Iris Booking. Thank you, Ramona, for all your support of this show. You are an amazing woman, and I, uh, you always, always treat Motor City Jew Joint right and we will always do the same for you tomorrow at the loving touch the unsane big brave and child bite will be performing you can go check them out i highly suggest it if you've never been to the loving touch it's in ferndale and uh south east of nine and uh nine and woodward right next to the wab which is actually they're kind of attached so Go, go look. It's a beautiful, beautiful venue. Used to be a very seedy rub and tug back in the 70s. Google that. I'm not going to explain that one to you. Yeah. Another awesome Black Iris show coming up on December 30th. It'll be at the Majestic. And the reason it's awesome is because I'm on the bill. (laughs) Did you just do the juggalo mating call? No, I didn't do whoop whoop. I just went. <laughs> okay, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Explain the difference. Well, I feel like there's like a lot of more exaggeration, and then the hand motion too. The whoop whoop. Okay. When all I did was go whoop whoop. Okay. Okay, I'll, 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 all right, I got you. Glad we're on the same page. Okay, yeah, we're on the same page. All right. 
Because, you know, if you see, if you're driving and you see somebody with the Hatchet Man sticker in their back window of their beat up truck or car, because, you know, it always takes up the whole back window, and you like yell whoop whoop at them, you now have a friend for life. Like you've bonded. Like you now belong to each other. Yes, you're tight. You're tight, ninja. Is that they call each other, right? Well, your dad worked for them, didn't he? Yeah, but he didn't come home, like, screaming out the lingo and stuff. He wasn't wearing, like, baggy pants and, like, having weird braids in his hair? I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? I, I, I can't. I don't know what your dad looks like, so I, I, I guess I can't picture it. Right. But I can imagine what you would look like like with it. And Yeah, not pretty. No. Oh. No. Kind of frightening, actually. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I... I dated a juggalette many years ago, and it was a deal breaker. Yeah. What made it a deal breaker? Just juggalette. I didn't know. Just the whole lifestyle? Yeah. Okay. It's dirty. Right. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, your dad worked for them uh, doing graphic design, right? Right. In merch. So it's, it's like he wasn't, he wasn't about that life. He was about that paycheck. Right. Yeah, good for him. Get that. Get that. Get that uh, psychopathic records money. Get that money. Get that money. Yeah. Big Money Hustlers. I think that was the movie they did. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Awful. Awful. Anyway, December 30th. It is a Saturday. I believe. Yes. It's a Saturday at the Majestic in Detroit. Is the is Black Iris's annual Black Christmas show with more bands than I, I mean shit. There's more bands than any of us can handle. It's an all day thing. Uh, well, not all day, but it starts early. Uh, I believe it. I believe it, it starts at six o'clock. You you turned up? Oh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I thought I, I thought you'd be like, yeah, you're all turned up now. No, sir. Okay. I was I like, whoa. I, you, <laughs> Drew doesn't get turned up. No. Okay, good. Yeah. Now that uh, I'm pretty sh- pretty sure that that's a that's a term that shouldn't be used anymore. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, the lineup for black for black christmas this year headlining is the very amazing local suicide machines have been around for a very long time uh, negative approach another great great band bad cop bad cop iron reagan cold as life detroit hardcore mustard plug a great ska band the coffin cats good they're friends of mine they're doing that awesome awesome psychobilly right there squirt gun that's a comprised of past and present members of Screeching Weasel and Detroit's own PTS Revenge. Followed by Direct Hit, We Are the Union, Temple of Void, Suburban Delinquents, Bastardus, Bruiser Queen, which is awesome. Check out Bruiser Queen. Uh, I saw them when uh, when Kate and I DJed the Black Iris' Blackout Barbecue back in the end of June. They just very, very, they impressed us both very much. Boom, small stresses. Elvis Hitler, another fr- friends of mine, and uh, if you remember Jim Leedy, from the, the singer from Elvis Hitler, 
did a phone interview, the longest phone interview I've ever done, which was supposed to be 15 minutes, turned into an hour and 15 minutes, and probably could have gone for another three, and I wouldn't have cared. The guy is entertaining. Next would be Raw Dogs, The Newport Secret Six, Pure Hiss, and Break Anchor, which is a great, great band. It starts at 6 p.m., all ages, first 100 people getting tickets for $20, and that, yeah, those are all sold out, sorry. But if you get tickets in advance, before the day of, they're $25. If you get them the day of, they're $30. Hip in Detroit will be there, Vile Company, Suck It Suicide, which is probably, like, one of the best nonprofits I can, I can out there right now. It's Suck It Suicide and Six Feet Under, run by Miss Katie Hardy, who is... Uh, an absolute angel among us, a national treasure, the sweetest person I've ever met in my life. You are doing doing good work out there. Thank you for everything you do for this for for the community and helping people in need. You know, because sometimes things go things things go bad, things aren't going right, and people start getting bad ideas about doing some some harm to themselves. Katie's out there talking them down, getting them. Getting them back on track and so they don't do something dumb. So, tip of my hat to you, Katie. And finally, the Motor City Jew Train will be, here, be there. I will be DJing. I will be up there playing music. That's right. So, when you're not listening to bands, come check me out. Be there and I will have things. I will have things to give away. This is true. There's also food, I believe, uh, while it lasts, with your ticket, you get some food, uh, some free food. Yeah. That's it. That is Black Iris's Black, uh, Black Christmas show. Again, it's December 30th at the Majestic. Yeah, that all sounds good, right? Yeah. Show do. Show do. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. All right, good. You sound good this time. Thank you. You don't sound, you know, like you're talking with marbles in your mouth. I'm Sweet. kidding. You never sounded like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that because I was going to say, do I really sound like I have marbles in my mouth? <laughs> well, at least I didn't say something else. True. Yeah, I wasn't like being that dick. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah that. Good stuff. Wow, never mind. I'm not going to finish that. That. <laughs> All right, so for the two new people here, we have Kelsey and Tony sitting uh, in the control room. Drew, who you know has been on the show for months now. Kelsey and Drew are what? Are you guys two weeks in? Three? Holy shit. Good for you guys. You guys are doing an amazing job. I have to say that. Very good job. So... Now, so you guys know, this is probably the most offensive show on new radio media, but that's in comparison to the, the, the handful of shows that we have currently, right? Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, Svee isn't offending anybody. Rabbi Svee, who is a, a, who's great, you check his show out on Sundays here on new radio media on the community channel. It's at two two o'clock in the afternoon. Svi, he want, he's he's got let's talk Torah. If you if you're interested in the Torah, you want to know about uh, you know about the Torah. Tune in. Even if you're not, just 
tune in to listen to his storytelling. It's very compelling. It is. It, it, it is. And what's funny is, like, Svee is funny. And he's very funny when he's, especially when he's not trying to be funny. That's, that's what I really love about Svee, is that he can be absolutely hilarious and he's just being himself. And he's probably, and, and again, he is one of the nicest people I've ever met. And I thoroughly enjoy when I uh, was working on his show. Now, my, my job here, aside from being on Mercy Juju Joint, is I'm also the promotions director. But in the, in, in the beginning to start, I filled in. I sat in doing a lot of the, doing audio for, I think, what, every show. Yeah, doing all this, doing all the audio for the shows until every other people were trained how to do basically that job. Now that I, you know, that we have people that can do it, I can take a step back and actually do my job as promotion director, which is great. It's fun, but I still do the audio for my own show because I'm a control freak that way. Yeah, but. I have to say, up until up until recently, there was only two people I really trusted to run my show, and that's Drew and Jake. And I and so far, Kelsey and Tony, you're doing all right. You're not up there yet. You're gonna you're getting there. Still, J- Drew and Jake gotcha. But they're the ones that are training you. So, I I have. Uh, I have complete and total faith that 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 you guys are going to be doing just fine. Just you know, no dancing around back there. Yeah, definitely don't do that. Yeah, I can vouch for them though; they're solid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now we have like a, a ton of shows coming up. Uh, yeah, I I don't even know. I I can't really announce much. Yeah, I. I probably wouldn't but it's it's yeah. going to be exciting for sure very much so yeah there's a lot of content that's upcoming and i'm going to be involved with some stuff i know you will be too yeah hopefully we get tony and kelsey on their own thing yeah you know every, everyone's going to pitch in equally and it's all going to be a lot of fun absolutely absolutely i'm very excited i'm you know have you have you had a chance to check out uh, Ian and RD's show on Geek, the Geektainment show? It's a Geektainment Weekly. Yeah, I've been yeah. here for a couple sessions. Oh, that's that's right. Yeah, you have. Yeah. And they do it. Was it two o'clock on Fridays? Yes. On the our Geektainment channel, which sure it's got a funny name, Geektainment. Yeah. Yeah. So check that show out because yeah, it's do. it's everything like like comic books, video games, uh, nerdy shit. Uh, movies that's that's what it's about i mean if those are your things get on it and there's also all right okay i'm i'm assuming that there's at least a handful of of, uh listeners that are into dungeons and dragons maybe i don't know i'm always surprised to find out when 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 i meet people that are into it like really i had no idea Anyway, we have a show, Podquesters, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, I don't want to like say the wrong name or, or like uh, start. Um, 
you know, being a dick and doing the wrong. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, it's called, uh, you know, Mom's Basement. Uh, no. What? Yeah. So, <laughs> go ahead, Drew. I was just going to say, yeah, PodQuesters actually, uh, it's it's interesting. You know, if, if anyone's actually, like, experienced with the whole Dungeons & Dragons it's not live action role playing, but it's like figurative role playing. Yeah, what they call it uh, pen and paper or tabletop. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's very entertaining the yeah. way that they do it. It's it's a lot of fun to be around. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've seen it a little uh, to an extent, and I've you know I I uh, I've I've helped Jake via ma- uh, in, uh, Facebook Messenger get through a couple of shows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Some people, they, they, they you know, like if you're not into that, it's one of those things that you're just, wow, wow. But if you are, and I, and I, it, I, I, I believe it's not like they're not doing like traditional Dungeons and Dragons, right? It's like some they're kind of modernized it a little bit. Um, to an extent, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they injected humor. Right. Yeah, so it's 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 not just like a boring like hey, I'm watching some people play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm watching some people play this game and it's funny. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 nailed it. Yeah, yeah, did. <laughs> I just made it creepy. Uh, <laughs> all right, we are going to take another quick break uh, and come back with uh, some very interesting stuff about. Um, Bands going in weird directions. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's not one direction. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, it is not. Yeah. Wow. You went there. You went there. Damn. That just ruined my night. I'm kidding. It didn't. But you know what? You want to know something? Like, like this is this is actually really. What's up? You're an asshole. <laughs> I am. No, you're fine. Okay. Uh, so, this next, the first song I'm going to go up to is actually Drew. You you requested. You asked me that if I would play this. Drew asked me if I would play Yellow Wolf, and this is brand new Yellow Wolf, before the show, and I said, yeah, absolutely. You know, cause some people think, oh, I only play certain types of music. No, I'll play everything. I might make fun of you for it. Now, this I'm not making fun of because I, 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 I actually dig Yellow Wolf. And his first album, I, friends of mine actually played on it. So I'm actually going to follow this Yellow Wolf with the band that played on the album, the first album. Band's called Hibbly Casino. So you get a little bit of both, and they—I t- think they toured with them their first uh, on his first tour. Super, super cool, by the way. Well, oh, you checked them out on the first when they on his first tour. Oh no, I'm just saying that's cool that you know them. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So this is uh, Yellow Wolf Daylight, followed by Hillbilly Casino, and then. Candlebox. Far behind. 
Yeah, because I was, we were. This is another thing we were talking about. Uh, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Okay, yeah, we're good. <laughs> All right, so here is here's Yellow Wolf with Daylight. Daylight. Whoa, I'm on the porch like a slummy Ralph Lauren motto. Flannel shirt like a lumberjack, chopping a lago. Pistol next to the ashtray, no bow and arrow. Got black plato, knock the beef out your top nacho. I'm living life like there is a tomorrow. I'm slow motion, I'm slow cooking the crock pot holds potatoes. I smell the storm coming, I like watching the sorrow. I like watching that muddy water filling up the potholes. I like hearing the woods cry, moan, whispering, sing songs so I can think long. In the aficionado, raindrops on the string hit, a pizzicato. I'm free falling the airplane, pilots on idle. Freezer looking like I hit the lotto. And I got beer colder than a Colorado hollow. Do you follow? I'm just like the Howling Wolf. A couple sips down and it's nothing but blues. Alcohol and rain, now that's what grown men do. You keep it 100, I keep it 100 proof. Cause when the raindrops falling on that old tin roof, I pour myself a glass of liquor and I get the blues to get down. To get down, I get loaded down. To get down, I get loaded. Call me what you want, but don't call past two. Unless you got some liquor to contribute. Sudden the suds I'm sipping got me feeling it jamucated. I complicate the uncomplicated. My drinking partners are the greatest. Me and my buddy Jack Davis, Daniels, whatever. We Jimmy beaming. If we get lucky, maybe we get a visit from the baby King 13 and go fucking crazy. Ten racks full of crystal chandelier full of liquid swayze. Now Patsy Klein got me walking after midnight. I'm tipping the neck, gotta make sure to keep the lid tight. We're sitting up with attention and now I just sit like slumped down in my chair like a pimp pondering this life. I'm the great grandson of Otis Williams. Part of me's Cherokee, the other part is a pilgrim. So me and Firewater's like splitting me up the middle. One's trying to love him, the other one's trying to kill him, man. I'm just like the Howling Wolf. A couple sips down and it's nothing but blues. Alcohol and rain, now that's what grown men do. You keep it 100, I keep it 100 proof. Cause when the rain drops falling on that old tin roof, I pour myself a glass of liquor and I get the blues to get down. Unless you got some liquor to control 
Listen to the Motor City Juke Joint on New Radio Media. I'm Ben Rose, as usual. And that was Candlebox. Far behind. Great throwback to 1993. I was 13. Shut up. <laughs> okay, so this is actually a topic that was gonna that I kind of wanted to bring up last. Oh no, Tuesday, just a couple days ago. After listening to that kind of bizarre uh, preview of the new Jack White, which I guess it was pretty much like, hey, this is going to be weird. That was everybody knew knew that ahead of time. But then again, it's Jack White. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much a given. So bands doing. Like everybody has, has has a band that's done something just so 
different than what they're used to that it kind of threw them off that they either they they just didn't like it at all you know just like what is this my you know did my favorite band sell out you know that's usually like the term that's used hipsters will be like oh yeah they they went they went mainstream well no bands are allowed to evolve they're allowed to change that's the way it's the way life is if you stay stagnant you stay playing the exact same thing it's gonna get boring you know like uh journey like jake loves journey even though jake's not here but basically you listen to journey you know what you're getting you're getting journey you're basically getting don't stop believing or believe in is that what it is there's no g at the end uh, which is fitting since it mentions it mentions Detroit, so they should they're going to leave off the G since apparently in in Michigan uh, a lot of people don't end words with G. It's in, but unlike unlike them, I do throw the G at the end because I speak properly. <laughs> that was a that was such a dick thing to say, wasn't it, man? Okay, anyway, so. There are a lot of bands that have changed. They've done different prod projects. They've just evolved into doing something completely different. Which is, you know, that's not a bad thing. Not at all. Well, you know, just people get a lot of shit for the things that they do. A lot, a lot of changes they make. There's a band that I was, uh, that I, um, I remember hearing years ago. Not too many, too long ago, like seven years ago. So that is years. That's multiple. A band called Fits and the Tantrums. Are you guys familiar with Fits and the Tantrums? No? Well, you might know when you hear this song. But to me, when I first heard them, I thought, man, this sounds like uh, Hall and Oates. If, if, if Hall and Oates did like soul music. And what's funny is Fits and the Tantrums were on Daryl Hall's show, his web series called um, Daryl's House, and they had... Daryl Hall sit in with them and actually sing a verse and you couldn't tell the difference. It's like, damn, they really do sing like sound like Hall and Oates. But Fits in the Tantrums, seven years ago, that's they sound like they were did a lot of soul music. It was great. Now, today, most recent Fits in the Tantrums sounds much different. Like you can still tell it's Fits in the Tantrums, don't get me wrong. You know who it is. But it's the style of music that's changed. I'm not saying it's bad. Not at all. But it's gotten super poppy. And I think that's where a lot of, a lot of bands get... Excuse me. A lot of people get, start getting upset about bands changing. It's like, oh, they went poppy. Well, that's okay. There's actually nothing wrong with pop music. Because the Beatles were pop music. Elvis Presley was pop music. Just pop music today gets a bad rap because it's it's a lot of it's mass well, a lot of it's mass produced. But you know, you know, just Yes, I mean, majority of the pop songs today are all written by the same guy in Sweden. Did you know that? I, well, I didn't necessarily know that, but I believe you. Yeah. You say it, yeah. 
Yeah, a lot of them are written by like like even like you remember Britney Spears, um, "Hit Me Baby" one more time. Gosh, I was such a huge fan of Britney Spears back in the day. I thought she was gorgeous. Really? Yeah. Although, at the time when she was huge, when she first came out, I was like in elementary school, so I had a huge crush on her. Right. It happens. Now. I'm looking at a list of uh, songs written by by Max Martin. Max Martin wrote "Hit Me, ba- Hit Me, Baby, One More Time." I do not have enough time to read this list. N- like, not at all. Like, there's songs, um, Katy Perry songs, Taylor Swift songs. Um, Ellie Goulding, which I love Ellie Goulding. I think I think she's great. Oh yeah, she's phenomenal. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, probably almost every um, Britney Spears song, "Teenage Dream" by Carrie Perry. Uh, Katy Perry was written by Max Martin. Uh, even though Katy Perry writes songs for other people, you know. A lot of like the one they, they, this guy knows how to write a song that's gonna that's it's gonna catch people's attention, and that's the problem. With, like that that's the problem with it's the problem with pop songs because that's they they catch you and they're they're yeah. But anyway, I have to say that there are a lot of that lot of uh, pop musicians uh, that have gotten away from it and done really well. And nobody gives them shit for it. Be like, oh, they used to, except for, oh, they used to do pop music. And they're like, yeah, fuck you. Listen to that shit. It's awesome. I remember many years ago, there was uh, Tori Amos. If you've ever listened to Tori Amos, that shit's fucking heavy. Not heavy as in like metal, heavy as in like that's, that's like, like deep wow. Like, you know. And she used to be a pop artist way before. So anyway, back to Fitz and the Tantrums. I'm going to play a song, the first song I ever heard by Fitz and the Tantrums, and you may know it. You may know it, and you tell me, like this is definitely not. I mean, it's catchy. It's very catchy, but it's definitely it's a it's 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 some Motown soul, you know. Here it is. This is Money Grabber by Fitz and the Tantrums, and you don't have to put anything up on the screen. I'm just I'm not playing the whole song yet. I'll play it later, but. Here's a, here it is. It's got that Motown feel to it, right? That's, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's definitely... It's got some Motown to it, right? Yeah. Okay. Like it was cut. Like 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 that song was recorded over on West Grand Boulevard at Hitsville. I mean, it's it, it really you know. Anyway, this is one of their most recent uh, songs. This is called Hand Clap. I mean, it's poppy, isn't it? 
You know this one? I do know this one very well. Yeah. Okay. I've heard it a lot. Somebody save your soul because you've been sinning in the city. You know too many troubles, all these lovers got you losing control. Right? That's a difference. That's a huge difference in my. It, that's. It's. Yeah, it, it's it's a pretty big difference. Yeah. It's it's them keeping up with the time. Right. Yeah. Right. Now I'm not going to talk shit about them. I mean, like they, they that's that's a band of evolving. That's diff, that's the difference. I think that song came out last year. Yes, middle of last year, June sixth, two thousand sixteen. So that's a six-year difference between that and money and uh, song Money Grabber. Do I prefer Money Grabber over Hand Clap? Yes. Am I going to cry about it? No. They're both. I think they're both good. Right. Whatever. Shit. <laughs> so. Allowing a band to evolve and not being a hipster and elitist and talking some shit about them, that's what you have to do. Now, with Yellow Wolf, we were talking uh, during the break that Yellow Wolf's first album, which is Radioactive, right? So, we're gonna t- we're actually going to check this out. Okay. What, what would be a good selection from... The Yellow Wolf album, the, the, the Radioactive, that you would choose. What, what's a good representation? There's one with Kid Rock, and I'm not playing it. Yeah, don't play that one. Um, There's one with Little John? Play that one. Is it Hard White? Yes, Hard White. Yeah, play that one. Okay, so I'm going to play a little bit of Yellow Wolf's Hard White. Okay. And then we're going to go and check out something off of this next album. This is Shady Records, Eminem. Okay. Let's get this. Let's get this going. Come on, man. Okay, I mean, it's straight-up hip-hop, right? It's oh, yeah. yeah. It is definitely not, you know, your standard. With, well, when I was exposed to the first time I heard Yell Wolf, which was off of Love Story, the second album, like I said, some people that I know were on that, recorded on that album. They were his backup band, and they even toured with him. Now, great. What's a you you pick off a off off a love story? Which one do you want me to play? Let's go with Johnny Cash. Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah big fan of Johnny Cash. Okay, here's Johnny. Here's Yellow Wolf with the song Johnny Cash. In the radios down, so nervous my whole body shakes. The 
Parking lots full of people and They ready to see the preacher man Time to open up for the main act It's very jazzy You got a nice Okay, that's that's pretty solid, right? I mean, that's 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 evolution, and and that's evolving in a way, and in, in actually in a direction that I really like. And I'm I'm not saying I have anything against hip hop. I mean, because come on, uh, anybody that really knows me knows how much I love Wu Tang Clan, to the point where I've um, I've even taken the new Radio Media logo and kind of did a, a Wu Tang version of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll you'll never get one of those shirts, guys, if you're listening. It's not gonna happen. Uh that's that yeah. Anyway. So there's other bands. Like I remember people giving many years ago giving Metallica shit for they said selling out. Well, fuck off! Yeah, they they got people got mad that Metallica sold out after one, after their album that they did in in like ninety, it was in ninety one, yeah, ninety one or not? Yeah, it was uh, their black album. But then they're like, okay, that's fine. Then they did an album called uh, um, Loaded, and then Reloaded those two albums, and they're like, oh, they're selling out again. I'm like just, just said last time. Then they did one called Saint Anger, which sucked, but it 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 just did. Uh, and they said, "Oh, they sold out!" Like, how many times are you going to say that they sold out? I mean, come on, bands are allowed to evolve; they're allowed to allowed to grow. You can do that; it's fine. Just sh- shut up. <laughs> shut up. Let some let somebody grow. You can't hold on to the one song or one album that you that you're nostalgic nostalgic for, and just go with it. Bands get different singers. Things you change. Like uh, you have bands like um, shit. The Beatles. The Beatles are a great example of that. Yeah. I think that's one of the best examples of of a band evolving. Sure, it might not be in the direction that people liked at the time, you know. And, and but they 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 got better. They went from a pop song pop band to an actual rock and roll band. Like you have old Beatles, like in the very beginning, which I I, I, I admit, but before they got poppy, they were they were like a rock and roll band. Then they got poppy, and people started listening to them, and and that's how they got big. But then they started. Getting going in different directions and getting kind of okay, drugs gotten in, added to the equation. That's really it. Uh, <laughs> but if you listen to this is uh, this is "Can't Buy Me Love" from. Right, that's that's the uh, typical Beatles. But then, if you really want to like start seeing like actually how they you know that they evolved, they evolved into something to like this across the universe. That's a great movie, by the way. <laughs> 
Uh, and you know what I'm talking about? You guys have seen this, right? I've seen it. Yeah, it, it's been a long time. And okay, honestly, I was watching it because uh, my brother was very into the Beatles at one point in time in his life, where he became obsessive. Really? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, like how obsessive? I mean, just. I mean, it, it went from getting into the music that my dad introduced him to, because obviously he wasn't around when they first came out. Right. And well, neither really was my dad, but my dad's a music mogul. So yeah. Um, once he got him hooked on it, he had posters. He researched everything about them every day. Yeah. Ask him one question about it. And he knew the answer right away. Yeah. He had, um, that guitar hero rock band Beatles, the Beatles one. Yep. He had a costume one year that he dressed up like, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts yeah. Club Band. Yeah, he was super into it. I mean, he still loves the Beatles to this right. day, but, yeah, he was, like, all about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, some people are, like, really into the Beatles. You know, so here's, this is, this is Beatles, the Beatles towards the end. No, oh, that that's not what I want to hear. I'm not playing some dude's cover. <clears throat> Fiona Apple does an amazing cover of this, by the way. That's that's a very that's a big leap. That's not the same. That's almost not even the same same band, aside from it. Be, you know, like the same members. I mean, but that that that's that's a band on drugs. Clearly, <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm talking shit, but but that's 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 a, that's a band evolving, and that's a band that evolved. They evolved and they grew apart. And people complained, you know, they said, "Oh, Yoko Ono, maybe," but a band evolves. And they're allowed to, and they're allowed to grow apart, just like people. You know, people don't always stay together. People break up, right? Relationships break up, and a band is a relationship, and you know, it happens. So. Yeah, I think we're all on the same page with stuff, right? I mean, you, you can see like things changed with the, you know. So if you ever, if if any listeners have a band that has evolved and changed, that maybe you liked the direction they went, or you absolutely did not, feel free. You can uh, you can post it on Facebook on on uh, the Morrissey Juju on Facebook page, or you can email me. At B Rose, that's B R O S E at newradiomedia.com. Or you can call five. No, it's not five. What? 
an 844 number. It's still free. 844-999-9249. That's 844-999-9249. You can do that. You can let me know. Or you can call and let me know that you think I'm an asshole. But I just tell you to get in line. Okay. Here, I'm actually going to play the, uh, in, in its entirety, Fits in the Tantrums, Money Grabber, and I'll follow it up with some other really, really great stuff. With along those lines, that uh, nice Motown soul sound. But it won't be Motown, and won't, and, but it'll be soul. <laughs> All right, here's Money Grabber. It fits in the Tantrums. That's right. On... Motor CG Joint, New Radio Media.
Penny's been nothing but bad But bad luck Bad luck Don't wanna be free. Oh. Ooh. 
the reflection in the glass that I held to my lips, my baby. Revealed these tears that are on my face, yeah. Ooh. And baby, 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 I'd rather be blind, boy. Then to see you walk away, see you walk away from me, yeah. And baby, 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 I'd rather be blind, boy. Then to see you walk away, see you walk away from me, be blind, boy. Baby, baby, I'd rather be blind, boy. And baby, 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 I'd rather be blind, boy. Then to say you walk away, say you walk away from me. That's right. You're listening to Motor City Juke Joint on New Radio Media. That was Giselle covering Anna James. I would rather go blind, and that's that might be just as good, if not better, than the original. Sorry, Anna James. She's passed away, so I don't think she's gonna gonna care too much. Yeah. So coming up on t- next Tuesday's show. It's going to be, well, he's been on the show before, back on the third episode, and as a kind of like a preview for the listeners who've been with me for so long, he put a rocket ship to my ass and blew me up to the moon. Or? So how long have you been doing jiu-jitsu? I mean, at least three weeks. And? Yeah, I like to think that what I do is it's a combination of positive thinking and, like, magic and stuff, you know? Followed by? My idea for a game show mm-hmm. is, like, you know, you drop someone off at a random school, and you got to sneak them in, and whoever can pull the fire alarm fastest without getting tackled. Mm-hmm. Um, they... What? We lost that one. What happened? What? I did like the real life don't wait. My idea for a game yeah, show. Yeah, we got to start over. It's like, you know, you drop someone off at a random school and you got to sneak them in and whoever can pull the fire alarm fastest without getting tackled. Um, there was that one. There was one based on, you ever play Don't Wake Daddy? Yeah. I know of it, yeah. Yeah, it's a board game. I did like the real life Don't Wake Daddy. Yeah. You would break into people's houses and you would steal stuff, and you you would try not to wake the family. That's right. The Freshness will be back. <laughs> Juggalo comedian The Freshness uh, will be back in the studio. 
If you remember back, I believe it was in July. Yeah, July. Yeah, late July he was in here. Or early, no, August. Yeah, that's right, August. And it was just fascinating. I mean, I know I joke about Juggalos, but yeah, he's a Juggalo comedian. And he's fucking hilarious. Absolutely. You know, you might see him roaming around Macomb Mall. There's, Macomb Mall still exists, right? Hey, because it's that's where just where Juggalos go. <laughs> he might try to sell you some half-eaten crazy bread for five dollars. Yell whoop whoop, and he will come running, like kind of like a, a like a ghetto clown superhero of some sort. That's right. If you uh, want to rewatch that episode, you can go back in the archives of the Motor City Jew Joint on our new RadioMedia.com page. Go to Arts and Entertainment, select. Motor City Jew Joint. And you can go all the way back to episode number three. It has all the episodes that uh, that I've uh, I've done on the station since I relocated from the other one, which I will not say. Just because. I could, but I won't. And you can rewatch this just two hours of absolute glory. Juggalo humor. It was good. It was yeah, fucking great. He's, he had an answer for everything. Sometimes it changed. Like you can ask him the same question, it'd be a different answer. But he always had an answer. Always something. Like, he kept talking about how he was a master of jujitsu, And I finally asked him, well, how long have you been doing jujitsu? Oh, about three weeks. Okay, you know. He would get he would talk about being about, about being in jail and every time he would talk about it the the amount of time would change. It'd be like a weekend or like weeks, and then he was like he was in it for months. It it just it was constant just like wow. So yeah. He was uh he was a funny guy. Funny, funny guy. Silly bitch. Yeah, a silly bitch. So, that's going to happen on Tuesday. So, you want to be back here on Tuesday for that. What else do we have? Wow. Damn, look at that time. So, whew. No, I'm just kidding. I'm fucking with you. Uh, So, later after the show, after the show, I'm going to go... I'm going to actually going to go see Star Wars, the new Star Wars tonight. That's correct. I have successfully avoided spoilers, and when I, and I will not be that guy that spoils it for others because I'm not I'm not that much of a dick. I mean, obviously everybody that knows me knows I am a dick. I yeah, that's not I'm not even going to sugarcoat that. So I'm going to go see Star Wars tonight at uh, the Imagine Theater in Royal Oak. If you are a listener and you see me, you can say hi. I'm okay with that. I might I might give you a new radio media pin. Yeah, I'll I'll do that. I'll act, you know what? Fuck it. If you if you see me if you see me anywhere, and you come up and say hi, I'll give you a pin. 
That's right. I have a bunch of them. Let's see, do I have one in my pocket? I'm gonna put it on camera. Are they all in my in my car? They might all be in my car. Huh? Damn it! Isn't there one on your jacket? Oh, n no! It's on my on my bag. Oh. Shit! Yes. There you go. Right there. There it is. Boom! Right there. See that? Right there. I will. I will do you a solid. And I'll give you one. That's right. That sound good to you guys? Is that like a fair deal? I'd say yes, yeah. Yeah? You're, you're like, me. fuck you, Ben. That's stupid. No, that's not a, stupid. Who wants to talk to you? <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of people, I'm sure. Well, you'd be surprised. I can go, I've can go. i gone so many places and people recognize me. And this is prior to me getting into radio, actually. This is They recognize me from uh, being a promoter. And uh, is a, a musician and and such, and it's always it's it, it's always uh, kind of a shock. Now, what's really funny is bef even before I got into promoting, I would I worked at a bowling alley. I managed a bowling alley in a bar, and I would get recognized from that. I was on vacation. I had gone to yeah, real specific Merrimack Caverns in Missouri. And somebody said, hey, Ben. I'm like, what? Turn around. He's like, yeah, you work at the bowling alley in Romeo. I'm like, fuck. I can't go anywhere. Do you know how far away Merrimack Caverns is? In, in, in Merrimack Caverns in Missouri is from, from Michigan? It's fucking far. I, don't, I was actually kind of hoping somebody had an answer to that, but, I, you know, obviously, no. But that's, that's, that's actually pretty far away to, you know to have someone recognize you anyway so this lineup for this there's this um used to be called the free press summer fest it's now called in bloom music festival the lineups come out uh and it's going to be march 24th i know that's kind of a like ways away that's three months away uh and it's gonna be in eleanor tinsley park in houston texas okay now, this is why I'm bringing this up. Because when the headlining bands is Queen of the Stone Age. And then back in Incubus. I'm like, where the fuck back in Incubus been? But Queens of the Stone Age. Now, recently, there's been some shit with uh, the singer from Queen of the Stone Age. Now, even the BBC is pulling the episodes that this guy has been on because he was on a kid's show called CBBS. Anyway, the because he kicked a photographer in the head at a show in Los Angeles. So he says, "I he's made a lot of mistakes in his life, and that was definitely one of them." He apologized to it, but first of all, you sh you shouldn't be kicking anybody in the head. That's 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 a no no. Am I right? Would you say that he roundhoused him? Oh my god! <laughs> really? You went there? You did. You 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 went. I feel ashamed. Ashamed. There's a lot of emotions going through me right now. Yeah. 
<laughs> I only have one, and it's joy because of my laughter. I know. Yeah, you see, you know what? You have a great laugher in there. There are there's some other people that have had just like, what the fuck are you doing? Settle down. Yeah. Yeah. We won't mention names. No, I won't. No. Okay, here's here's the thing. Mistletoe. What 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 is mistletoe usually? What do you mean? Like, what, what do you think of when you think of mistletoe? When you hear mistletoe, kissing, right? Christmas, right? Now, there's not. There used to be outside of Grand Central Station in New York City, used to be mistletoe. No, it's not going to happen anymore because somebody felt that it would encourage unwanted sexual advances from strangers. And the Grand Central Partnership took down the mistletoe nickname Kisseltoe and had signs reading Pucker Up. Some believe in this era of sexual harassment allegations, it probably wasn't a great idea to encourage kissing among strangers. I had no idea that that was going to, like, that, that was encouraging people, like, strangers to kiss. I mean, like, I would, I would, I, I, I'm, I would think, okay, that's for like couples to, you know, like, oh, I'm gonna stand on your and be cute and take a picture of it, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'm just not that much of an asshole. No, no, it's, it, I don't know. Strangers don't want to kiss. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on board with you on that one. Yeah. I, I, usually, when I see a mistletoe, that's not the first thing I'm thinking. Like, oh, I'm gonna kiss the person who's under it. You know. Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, if, if. If it's gonna be like if it's somebody I know, somebody I'm with, yeah, you know, like that's your significant fine. other or whatever. Or... Yeah, it's I'm not gonna go up and start kissing somebody I don't know. I'm not gonna going up and kissing anybody, but under a mistletoe, just yeah, just we're not going there. That's I'm avoiding the mistletoe. Um. Anyway, yeah, that's gone. Yeah. About that. Chirp. Chirp. <laughs> Chirp. I wish oh. I had crickets. You know, I mean, I, I guess I get it because unfortunately it's in a negative way, but it's kind of kind of like how you were talking about evolution. It's It's been evolution in our society. Yeah. And everything is so sensitized now, you know. Right. It, it, really all it was was something innocent. I mean, yes, obviously if... You bump into a stranger and you look up and you see it like, if I don't know you, I'm not, I'm not kissing you. Oh no! Way, but at the same time, it's, it's in the Yuletide, yeah, spirit. I guess I don't know, but that's unfortunate that it came to that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey. Speaking of, uh, this, this is um, going back to a previous story. Taylor Swift, it's her, it was her birthday yesterday. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> and there you go. And that's how the cookie crumbles. Oh, good God. I could have said something else about one of her song titles, too, but I won't go there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... You guys ever been in a car crash? Two. Two? Okay. Yeah. What's the first thing you did right after the car crash? Uh, yelled fuck really loud. Yeah? Yeah. And then I got out of the car and assessed the damage. Okay. True? 
Yeah, I've been in a few, unfortunately, and first thing I did was uh, look behind me because most of them were rear-end collisions. Oh, okay. Um, and so I looked behind me to see what kind of car it was, who it was, and then I reached for my back because it was in pain. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So there's this guy in Virginia, right? He gets in a car accident. And the police are still trying to figure out the details of this accident because apparently this guy gets out of the car, takes off all his clothes, and just takes off running. This is in like Fairfax County in Virginia. And uh, there's three cars involved in this. And I guess it was pretty nasty. And uh, this guy, Jose Flores allegedly assaulted one of the other drivers, took off his clothes, jumped on a passing truck before taking off. He was later caught at Dallas Airport and taken to a hospital to be evaluated, obviously. No serious injuries or anything. But that's the first thing he, he, he did. And I don't know if you've ever watched... Um, before. When I started reading the story, immediately I thought of... Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched Trailer Park Boys. No? Okay, you guys? No? All right, anyway. Character uh, Randy, who... Uh, Never wears a shirt, but always wears these tight pants and takes his pants off to fight. Yeah, because you can't fight in tight pants. Immediately, I thought, oh, oh shit, Randy lives. Anyway, I know that's weird. Weird as shit. People are... Who gets into a car accident and then just was like, fuck it, I'm taking my clothes off. A lot of fires going on. Like some guy, what, you got something to say? I was just going to say, like, that almost sounds like he was on bath salt or something. Could be. You know? It could be. That's insane. Yeah. That's definitely not the first thing I would think of. Right. Here's an, another weird thing. West Virginia man, is uh, he's in trouble with the law for allegedly setting fire at a strip club because he didn't want his girlfriend to work there anymore. They uh, they arrested him at the Walmart next nearby. Nobody was hurt or anything, but just I don't know. Something about that sounds fitting. Oh, what the fuck? Is there no? There's no audio. No, there is. Okay, because. All right. Anyway. That's pretty much going to be it for tonight's show. I'll be back on Tuesday with more Motor City Jew Joint on New Radio Media. Um, let's let's end this show with some music. And, uh, yeah, I think a good, good choice for that will be the Afghan Wigs, Rebirth of Cool. Hmm.